Thank you very much, my dear listener, for choosing our station. This is the New Life program coming to you from Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. I'm your presenter, Samuel Mangi. Today, we will be having a Bible story from the Bible in Living Sound. The story is about Jesus denounces scribes and Pharisees. Thereafter, we'll be having Brother Steve Rundu talk about mission, then money, during the Bible segment. To start off, here's a song, Turn Your Radio On, by Advent Homecoming in Symbol. Oh 
It is now time to welcome the Bible in Living Sound to share with us. It was an awesome sight, yet beautiful too. Jesus stood there, alone except for a few disciples. The people crowded back from him. He looked every inch a king. His voice, when he spoke, rang out like trumpets, loud and clear and with kingly authority. The people fled, taking their money and animals with them. A few remained behind. They had nothing to fear. Soon, those who remained were joined by others who had come to see Jesus or to be healed of disease. Jesus healed the sick ones, and the temple courts rang with his praises. Oh, I wish I could have witnessed it. Soon the elders and scribes ventured back into the temple. Never before had such a scene been witnessed. There stood the young Jesus, bearing no earthly honor or royal badge. Surrounding him were priests in their rich apparel, rulers with robes and badges significant of their exalted station, the scribes with scrolls in their hands, to which they made frequent reference. Jesus stood calmly before them with the dignity of a king. They assailed him in great numbers and carefully worded questions, but he met challenge after challenge with truth, pure, simple truth. From now on, then, we are going to be followers of Jesus? Oh, yes, yes. His word is truth. Yet, I... I'm somewhat confused and perplexed. Most people, I'm including myself, have always had great respect for the intelligence and apparent piety of the temple priests. Mm. In religious matters, we have always paid implicit obedience to their authorities. Yet, those same leaders are trying to discredit Jesus. Why? Probably because they are jealous of the popularity of Jesus. But why, oh, why don't they believe in Jesus? His teachings are so plain and simple. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I wonder what course is the right course, to follow Jesus or the authorities of the temple. That is a decision you will have to make. I will wait and watch and see what happens. Father in heaven, loving, kind, all-powerful Father, I have given the leaders of Israel a warning. I have set before them their real condition. Yet, Father, there remaineth another work to be accomplished. Through their reverence for tradition and their blind faith in a corrupt priesthood, the people are enslaved. I must break these chains. I must more fully expose the real character of the priests, rulers, and Pharisees. To this end, help me, O oh Father, and give me the... How terrible of you, ye scribes and Pharisees! Impostors! You lock the door to the kingdom of heaven in men's faces, but you yourselves will not go in, and neither will you let in others who are trying to go in. How terrible of you, ye scribes and Pharisees! Impostors! You take advantage of widows and rob them of their homes and then make a show of saying long prayers. Because of this, your punishment will be all the worse. How terrible of you, ye scribes and Pharisees! Impostors! You sail the seas and cross whole countries to win one convert. And when you succeed, you make him twice as deserving of going to hell as you yourselves are. 
How terrible of you, ye scribes and Pharisees, impostors! You give to God one-tenth, even of the seasoning herbs such as mint, dill, and cumin. But you neglect to obey the really important teachings of the law, such as justice, and mercy, and honesty. These you should practice without neglecting the other. Oh, ye scribes and Pharisees, I tell you indeed, the punishment for all these will fall upon the people of this day. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you kill the prophets and stone the messengers God has sent you. From now on, you will never see me again until you say, God bless him who comes in the name of the Lord. I don't have much to eat today, dear God, but what I do have, bless it to my physical and spiritual strength so that I might better do thy will. Thank you. I'm a poor widow, yet I'm greatly blessed. God has given me all the beautiful things of his universe to look upon and enjoy. The many-colored birds sing songs of joy. The flowers of the fields. I love the smell and feel of soft flowers, made soft by the master's touch of love. I wish I could do something for him. Tomorrow's the Sabbath. I shall go to the temple and give God the two mites I've been able to save. It's such a small gift, O oh Lord, but it's all that I have. Please use it, if you can use such small gifts, and bless someone with it. Thank you. Amen. So many of the offerings are large. I have only two mites. Oh, I'm so ashamed that I shall let no one see me give such a meager offering. Maybe I shouldn't insult the Lord. No, God is not insulted by sincere gifts, however small. But the people look not at the heart, but at the amount of the gift. The service of the temple is of God's appointment, and I must do whatever I can, though small, in helping to sustain it. Oh, here comes another generous giver. I'll hang back a while. Now, no one is coming. I'll drop it in and hurry away so no one can... Oh, it's Jesus. He... He's looking straight at me. My disciples, come ye hither. I would that you observe that widow and her poverty. She has just willingly, happily, cast into the treasury box just two mites. Of a truth I say unto you, that this poor widow hath cast in more than they all. I hope that you've indeed enjoyed that story from the Bible and Living Sound. Remember to send us reviews, comments, and suggestions about this program by writing to the producer, Adventist All Radio, P.O. Box 422 76 code 00100 Nairobi, Kenya. Our email address is awr.org. Let us now listen to Adventum coming in symbol with the song Wataule Furahini. Oh, oh, oh. 
is Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. I hope that you're enjoying the show from wherever you are. It is now time for the Bible segment. Join me as I welcome Brother Steve. Mission, then money. Our key text comes from the book of Exodus, chapter 35, verses 20 to 29. I will read, Then the whole Israelite community withdrew from Moses' presence, and everyone who was willing and whose heart moved him came and brought an offering to the Lord for the work, on the tent of meeting for all its service, and for the sacred garments. And who were willing, men and women alike, came and brought gold, jewelry of all kinds, brooches, earrings, rings, and ornaments, they all presented their gold as a wave offering to the Lord. Everyone who had blue, purple, and scarlet yarn, or fine linen, or got hair, rum skin, dried red, or hides of sea cows, brought them all. Those presenting an offering of silver and bronze brought it as an offering to the Lord, and everyone who had acacia wood for any part of the work brought it. Every skilled woman spun with her hands and brought what she had spun blue, purple, or scarlet yarn, or fine linen. And all the women who were willing and had the skill spat the goat hair, the leaders brought onyx, stones, and other gems to be mounted on the effort and breastpiece. They also brought spices and olive oil for the light and for the anointing oil and for the fragrant incense. All the Israelite men and women who were willing brought to the Lord free will offering for all the work the Lord through Moses had commanded them to do. This passage is skillfully written. There are a pattern here that I realized as I was reading. And you will notice from this particular verses in Exodus 35 verse 21, there is this excerpt that says, And everyone who was willing and whose heart moved him came and brought an offering. Also in verses 22, I take this excerpt that all who were willing, men and women alike, in verses 24, there is this phrase, All the Israelite men and women who are willing brought to the Lord free will offering for all that work the Lord through Moses had commanded them to do. That is verses 29. Verses 24 says, Those presenting an offering brought it. Do you feel the rising crescendo of enthusiasm for that cause? The principle is this. Mission is more important than money. Vision precedes provision. Church consultant and seminar leader Kenon L. Callahan has this to say about the connection between a congregational generosity and its sense of mission. And I quote him, Living is giving. 
This is the first principle of giving. We live life best as we give our strengths, gifts and competences in the service of God's mission. We are called to serve, not to survive. Our giving makes a difference in our families, our work, our community, our world and our church. We want our lives to count. We want to make a difference. We do not want to spend and waste our lives in flimsy, foolish ways. We want the confidence that we are living for a cause that counts. Our lives count best when we direct them to the mission of God. The mission of God is eternal. Civilizations rise and fall, empires come and go, new beginnings emerge, but the mission of God goes on forever and more. As the 21st century stretches before us, the possibilities for mission are extraordinary. Mission is more important than money. This does not diminish, deprecate, nor deny the value of money. Money is important, yes, I do agree. It is a means by which a portion of God's mission is advanced. Gaining a constructive perspective invites understanding the relationship between mission and money. It is important to keep an appropriate balance between the two. And it is also very crucial to never let money become more important than mission. God calls congregations to missions. As verses 29 says, They brought to the Lord free will offering for all the work the Lord through Moses had commanded them to do. Now the Lord through Jesus Christ commanded us to do something, the Great Commission. We were sent to the entire world to teach and preach, baptizing people in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That is the only work given unto us. And therefore, we are called to a more crucial plan of mission than even the plan that was there before. And therefore, we are supposed to never let our monies or our financial obligations to come before our mission. God calls congregations to mission. Churches that become preoccupied with money have lost their way. They have lost their integrity by their narrow focus on money. Such congregations do just enough missions to delude themselves that they have not lost their way. But their central preoccupations are money, membership that grows and, and maintenance of the church. Money follows mission, not the reverse. This is a shorthand way of saying that the stronger the congregation's relationship and characteristics with God, the easier it is to raise money. The stronger the congregation's mission, visitation, worship, groupings, leadership, and decision-making, the stronger the giving. I have a few questions for you. What is your church's mission? And what is your personal mission? And therefore, how does your giving relate to these missions? I call upon you, brethren, to pray about these things. We pray, O oh, dear God in heaven, when I give, bring to my mind the mission you have placed upon my heart. Lord, teach me how to be a better giver so that I can be able to attend to the church's mission, the great commission that you have sent us to go here to the world so that we can go and teach and preach to all of them the gospel of your Son, Jesus Christ, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Lord, teach me how to understand that it is more important to put mission first than money later on. Father, teach me how to put your people first, your servants who go out for mission. Teach me how to give them first before putting my monetary obligation for my own personal gains later on. I love you, Lord, and therefore I ask you to always be with me for our prayer, trusting and believing in the mighty name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen.
We have come to the end of our show for today. Please send us your views, comments, or questions about this program by writing to the producer, Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 422-76-00-100, Nairobi, Kenya. Our email address is awrnairobi at ek.adventist.org. I've been a host, friend, and presenter, Samuel Mangi. Till then, stay safe, stay blessed. As I see the day
Dios.